Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it ain't more than 92 with me. What up, though? This is the iHeartMiko podcast. I'm her. She's me. And um, what is today? July 5th? Yeah, July 5th. Yesterday was, you know, Independence Day. America's uh, Day of Freedom. And I didn't really celebrate it for those of you that don't know me. I don't really celebrate a lot of American holidays because I'm not asleep. <laughs> Plain and simple, I'm not asleep. There's a lot of history that's being ignored a lot of celebrations for things that, you know, aren't really that happy for a lot of people in this country. So, you know, the more I educate myself, the more I realize, you know, there's a lot of us that are just asleep and, you know, not understanding what's happening in our country. And I try to do my part. You know, I try to post stuff educational, informative, you know, honest. But, you know, that's all I'm really prepared to do right now. I'm going to keep talking about it on my podcast and on social media and all that stuff and hopefully you know as a unit as you know a country will all wake up and realize why things are the way they are you know why you can win 700 million dollars in lottery ticket but we have so many homeless people and we don't have free health care you know there's just a lot of things that, you know, if you were, if you did some reading and did some research and opened your eyes, you'd realize why everything is so crazy and so different from the past. Speaking of the past, you ever, you know, you ever sit back and, and think about how different music is today compared to like the 80s and the 90s? Because I don't really like to talk about the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. I'm sure, you know, it was different then too. But, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, that's when you know, I was rolling into being a teenager and all that stuff. And that was just, you know, my era. And so I was thinking about different things, you know, from the 80s and 90s that, you know, that reminded me of sports. And um, one of them was the music. You know, back in the day, R&B was like so different. You know, every singer was, you know, trying to woo the girl, trying to, you know, beg and plead and, and, and get the panties off and marry her and love her and have children with her and be her everything. And even if he made a mistake, he begged, he begged like Keith Sweat to get her back. And, you know, she ended up taking him back because he's such a good guy. And R&B was just so smooth and so honest and, and you know, I'm not saying R&B isn't honest now because it is, but it's just so different to me, you know. Back in the day, it was like Gerald Levert, Babyface, Keith Sweat, Teddy Pendergrass, Michael Jackson, and Luther Vandross. And I know some of you guys probably think Luther was singing to a girl, but you know, whatever. The music was the music. And I feel like a lot of those artists were my favorite because it just seemed like it made more sense to the times. And you know, I was always saying, you know, I like the, the 80s and 90s R&B more because it was real, it was true, it was genuine. But, you know, the more I think about it, like the, the, the R&B of today is genuine as well. Like it's exactly what's happening right now. You know, 
with the lyrics. You hear the guys talking about how many hoes they have, you know, and the line, how long it is and how big his dick is and how long he can fuck you. And, and, but he's got another girl, so you can't stay the night and don't get mad because I'm going to buy you a purse. Like that's exactly what's happening right now. It's true to what's going on. And so the the only difference I can, you know, argue with now is, is actual, um, talent or skill because you know back in the 80s and 90s you still had to know how to sing they hadn't figured out quite yet how to make you sound great you know it was it was happening but in the 80s you know those people were like really able to sing and now you don't really have to know how to sing at all they can you know fix all that but I still you know if I had one vote it would definitely be you know the 80s and 90s music R&B music over Today's, you know, is no shakes. I love Chris Brown, Ty Dolla Sign, Weekend, Party Next Door. Those are all the guys that are kind of, you know, leading the way through R&B for the most part. And, you know, the artists that are like the Keith Sweats and the Teddy Pendergrass, they don't really get a lot of credit anymore because they won't follow that trend of more, of a more popular um, R&B or like a... I don't know what it's called. I think it. I think it's wavy. It's wavy R and B. Is that what it's called? So you know, it's just you know, it's. I, I like it and I I love it, but I still like the eighties and nineties R and B better. Sorry. So a lot of people get into um. People arguing on social media about the differences, you know, in the in the NBA and NFL and back in the day, you know, the eighties and nineties versus, you know, the league now. And um, I wanted to talk about that because it just reminded me of, how, you know, what's happening with Durant and some of the things that um, have occurred to make me on Durant's side. You know, I know a lot of people are like, man, people, people are coming at him so badly for his decision, and I don't understand why we didn't know it was going to happen. You know, I really don't get it. And, you know, it just rolls me back around to like, it's just black or white, you know, in my opinion. And to me, and I I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't think I've ever heard a reporter say or write an article about a baseball player leaving one franchise for another to join forces and win a World Series. I, I don't, if I'm wrong, please let me know because I don't ever recall reading or hearing anything about a baseball player going and and them stacking their team and and winning a world series I don't recall and and I don't watch a lot of hockey so there's you know this is a disclaimer (laughs) I don't recall it happening in the NHL either being like the main story of ESPN which you know I used to watch it back in the day but I don't recall an NHL player move or anything like that being like the lead story. So I, you know, it's always the lead story in the NBA ever since it started happening. And, you know, I think it started with, um, what's his name? Big black milk dud head. Um, shit. Kevin Garnett. That's the name that was, you know, right on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't get out. But when Kevin Garnett made the move, they did that whole big three thing. And then LeBron and, you know, there's certain people that, you know, felt some type of way about how he did it. And and now Durant's leaving. And 
I don't really understand why people didn't see it coming or even, you know, think about it because to me, I think that we're only hearing about NBA and NFL players doing it because there's a lot of pressure and it's unjust. There's a lot of pressure on black athletes to like do the right thing and, and, you know, all this stupid shit that like, oh, you shouldn't, you should want to compete. You should do the right thing. Like, what are you talking about? You know, this is, I don't, I don't agree. I think that players should do what they want to do. You know, this is also the reason I feel like the NCAA is full of shit, full of shit. Basketball and football are the only two sports, you know, major sports where you have to go play college or at least, you know, one year overseas if you're a hooper. But like those are the black sports. Those are the sports that are dominated by black athletes. And is it not another coincidence that those are the only two professional sports, professional major sports that test for marijuana? That's not a coincidence. You know, I think that there's always things happening to cut us, even the wealthy. You know, you talk about how they treat the poor, how our country treats poor people, not just poor black, but any poor. But black obviously gets the worst. But, you know, even the athletes, they treat them like, you know, like they should be happy to be here, like, you know, these non-guaranteed contracts in the NFL, you know, that shit's some bullshit, you know. And then in the NBA, it's like there's a lot of pressure from the media. Like like an example of that is like people telling me that LeBron has to marry Savannah and have a perfect life and can never be, be looked at as a cheater. Like he can never get caught cheating or whatever, or it will destroy his legacy. And I'm just like, damn, that's a lot of pressure. Like, that's a lot of pressure to me to have, like, to to come off and have this image of being a perfect wife, a perfect family with perfect children, and you've never cheated, and you've never had a scandal behind your name, because if you do, then somehow we're going to make you not look as awesome as you truly are as a person. I think that's a lot of pressure, and I never see it in any other sport except basketball and football. And I don't know why that is. I really don't understand but it all you know it just comes back to me is those are the two black sports and you know as I think about these type of things you know and and I and, and I say to myself like that is so fucked up but you know in reality I can't even hate on it because if I can control the black athlete population by forcing the best athletes in our country to you know to keep me rich you know, forcing them to go to college, which makes them, you know, risk losing their money as pros. Because as we all know, you know, running backs only have a certain amount of snaps in their career. You know, never know what it is, but there's a certain amount. And if you're one of those running backs that has a short amount, you need to get to the NFL as soon as possible. So playing college football is just wearing your body down, risking injury and all these things. And I just feel like if if an athlete is ready to go pro and gamble on themselves, then let them. Why, why are we stopping them? You know, the same with the NBA. Now they've got this, you know, you got to do one year. Why? What if I tear my knee up and I can't make it to the NBA? Why? Why do I have to wait? Why are they forcing these athletes to do this? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
And so I just, I just always think that it's about control and it's about power. And, you know, I get it because they're winning. They're smart. They figured it out. They figured it fucking out. I mean, isn't the goal to get a ring? That's the goal, right? Everybody wants a ring. You either want money or you want a ring. And if you could get both, then you're really winning. And so I don't really understand why anybody's upset about Durant going to get a ring and get money because NCAA is trying to get their money and trying to get their championships. The and the professional owners of the NFL and the NBA are trying to get their money and try to get their championships. So to me, I feel like if you are in a situation where you can do something that um can help your family and help your future, then you should really think about yourself because all these rich white billionaires, they're doing exactly what's best for their family when it's time to make a decision on your career. So I think that as athletes, we should do whatever the fuck we want, go where we want, play where we want, and ask for whatever amount of money we want to get it. And that's it. Everybody wins. If you're in the position that you can do that, then that's dope. Like that's how you pay your bills. You are that nigga. You're able to say, I'm going to Golden State for $54 million in two years. I can actually opt out in one if the shit don't work out. And then after that, it'll be year 10 for me. And after year 10, NBA players can really get maxed out. So he can spend this one last year over there, cross that threshold, and his next contract is going to be a max contract. And I think it's a smart fucking business move. And it's not like you're spending that year in Philly or something like that. Like you're spending it with the champions. Granted, they did beat you, but still, it's about business. It's about business. And if the billionaires are going to be shady, I think the millionaires should have an opportunity to be shady as well. Another thing that bothered me about um, this whole Durant thing is there's just so many unimportant opinions being spread around. And I get it. Everyone has Twitter, 140 characters, bitch, shut up. I can say whatever I want. It's my Twitter. I get it. But my God, like I, I see, I'm seeing these tweets and I'm watching all these idiots at a desk with their microphones on and they just, they just think they got all the answers, you know, calling Durant. Oh, he's so fucking weak. He went to the Warriors and you know, if if you think what he did was weak and you never commanded a box and won, you should sit down. If you think Durant was weak, but you never averaged a double-double or a triple-triple, triple-double, you was never that nigga, sit down. And if you think he's weak because he should, he's being greedy or something. If you've, you've never had to face a seven plus figure financial decision that could change your family, you should sit down. None of these things concern you. You can give your opinion on Twitter, but really it means nothing because you've never been in the position. You've never been facing something like this. This isn't your life. It's his. You know, and, and the last motherfucker that needs to sit down is, is if your name is Stephen A. Smith, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. OK, the culture no longer respects you. Nothing you say matters anymore. 
Your cornball ass is on TV. You don't even know about basketball. How, I, don't, I don't even know why I used to like you, dog. Like, you, you can't even pick between two teams in a championship. Every year you're wrong? How? How, how are you wrong every year? Like, whoever you pick, the opposite wins. Shut the fuck up, you bad hairline-having-ass nigga. Sit down. The jig is up, okay? The whole world knows you know nothing about basketball. You, you pick the wrong teams every year. And now we all know you're a fucking Uncle Tom. That's all you do is, is, is try to bash and disrespect black athletes. That's all you do. We don't fuck with you no more. I didn't see you with your loud ass. You never got on that fucking show in a microphone and, and, and talked about Skip Bayless, your partner. He just dipped on your bitch ass for more money. You haven't said a word, my nigga. A word. Sing getting $26 million and you know good and hell well he don't know nothing about sports at all. You know it. But you ain't saying shit. But you want to talk about what these other athletes are doing and how shady they are and they're weak and they're this and they're that. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I cannot wait for the white media to disown your bitch ass because I know once they once you finally coon out and say some shit that really gets you in trouble with the white people that you work for, that got a fucking thing, two fingers up your ass like a puppet telling you everything to say. You're going to try to come back. To the, to the black culture, like OJ did. OJ, when, when they figured out OJ might have really killed Nicole, the white people turned on him. And, and they're going to do that to your ass, and you're going to try to come back. But, you know, we're not going to let your ass back. You know why? Because you never got 2,000 yards in 14 games, you bitch-ass nigga. You've never done any of the things that you keep telling these other players that they shouldn't do. You've never been in the position. And instead of trying to support them and instead of trying to be one of the black allies that we have in the white media, you just, you're always just hating. Like, do you ever think about that shit? Like, you don't ever think about how shady you are to just black athletes? That's probably why you don't have no hoes. I bet. Bet that's why you don't have no hoes. And that's why, oh, I hope your dick is dry all the time, you bitch nigga. I want to trade. You know, I, I keep saying this. When we have the race draft, I am trading his ass in. I, I'll take Ben Baller or g Easy. Either one of them. We can trade for Stephen A. Smith. He, he, white people, y'all can have him. Okay, because he's horrible. You know, he's, he's, ooh, gets on my nerves. And I really, you know, the, the, the only people's opinion that really should matter to me, like the, the only one is Russell. You know, they're, they're a duo. They're Batman and Robin. And I don't know. I don't, did, did he tell him something? We don't know what they discuss. This might have been in their plans, you know? Russell might have told him, yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna go play Captain Savaho in LA next season. So you should do whatever is best for you, my nigga, because I'm about to be out of here. 
I don't want to be here anymore. It's not working. I want to go to a big market. They might have had that discussion a couple years ago. You know, and we just don't know. We're not privy to that type of information. But we're, all we're doing is speculating. That's all social media has done is given everybody a, 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 an opinion, a, a speculation, a, a, a thought. And it's like, it's cool, but when people think their thought is Bible, it's so fucking annoying. And that's what I feel like the media does. Like, they think whatever they think happened or they feel about a situation is what should be national news, not actually what the player did. You know, the media, they just want to become the news all the time. And it's so annoying to me. And that's why I give them horrible news. That's why when I shit on media members, I try to be so disrespectful so that the news is nasty tied behind them, like just all types of disrespectful cuss words and, and everything just so that they don't get any positive out of it. Like, yeah, you're trending for how I shit on you on Twitter piece of shit. That's how I like to put them in the news. You know, they want to be in the news for putting their opinion out as Bible and telling all the fans who are idiots, too, because they just listen to whatever the media says. Like, this is what happened. Don't listen to anybody else. Like, I, I got it. You know, I think that's fucking silly. You know, I just I just think it's silly. And then they're saying all this stuff like, oh, he um he probably won't perform. You know, he's not a competitor, you know, and it's like, what? what why? Because he went to a team where he knows he's probably going to get a shot at the championship like next year that's why why what's wrong what's wrong with that I really don't understand what's wrong with that you know that's the goal but why do you think he's not going to continue to compete I think he's still going to compete I still compete to this day with my best friends playing cornhole man what you better watch out I'm trying to win every fucking time, and I'm, I'm retired. Trust me, niggas want to win. Niggas want to get buckets. You know, competition doesn't stop just because you're on a dominant team or you got some type of new deal. You know, players like that legit want to play, it shows. You know, I, I wouldn't argue with somebody if they told me that, um, what's his name? Big Shoulders, D- Dwight Howard you know, look like he wouldn't compete next year. I wouldn't argue with you because, you know, his body language and just the way he's been playing the last couple of years, he looks like one of those players that, you know, might not compete next year. But I don't get that from Durant, you know, so I don't understand why people think that he's going to go to Golden State and just, like, prop his feet up or something and chill and just get a ring. No, he's a competitor, you know, like he wants to win, you know. These media nerds, man, they're just always saying stuff that they don't know. They don't know anything. They get paid to just guess about shit. Nobody's writing stories anymore. It's just everything's like clicks, clicks, clicks. Whatever you can get to get a click, don't don't worry about having any type of, you know, information to, to run across or anything with meaning or positivity. Like just whatever the dirtiest shit you can think of and say, you write that story and everybody's going to click on it because they're going to want to know, ooh, ooh, what, what's the tea? What's the tea? And I think that that's part of the reason that I, I no longer want to be in the media because it's not true to the art of, you know, the media. And it's annoying to me, you know, and I think people's opinion should just be that opinions. If you, if, you, if you have to back up your opinion with numbers, I don't respect you. 
Numbers lie. I don't know why people don't believe that, but numbers will lie to you. If you don't actually know what you're talking about and can talk about it with detail that doesn't require some shit that you can punch into a computer and boom, there's the answer, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And all these media people, that's all they do is use numbers to back up their bullshit-ass opinions, and everybody should just shut the fuck up. If you're not involved in the situation, yeah, okay, whatever. Tweet about it, say whatever you want to say about it, but you don't know. Stop acting like you know shit, Stephen A. You don't know shit. You don't know a fucking thing. Shut the fuck up. If everybody would just keep it 100, you know, everything would be good. Everything would be good. If the, mu- the music is trying to keep it 100, you know, fucking guys are singing about how many hoes they have because they're not sleep anymore. They fucking know women are like, doubling men and all of us got to share damn that's really what's happening right now in the world for women I talk to my single friends all the time it sucks so sorry for you guys so happy I'm married because Jesus hey everybody's shady it seems like these days and it's hard to find genuine love genuine anything genuine media nothing Everybody's full of shit, it seems like. I wanted to talk about some of the um, the discrepancies. Like, people talk about the 80s and 90s era of basketball was more physical, more aggressive. Like, oh, they didn't flop. They played better basketball, shit like that. And they say today's hoopers are soft. All oh, the refs call too many fouls for them. All oh, they shoot is threes. The only thing that really should matter is like what's really happening. And the truth is today's basketball is reflecting what today is. You know, it's, it's about points and running the score up and, and the more points, the better the game is what it seems like, you know, nobody wants to see three to nine football games anymore because that's like a defensive game, and if there's not a lot of score, score, touchdown, dance, you know, people didn't think it was a good game. And the same in basketball now, it's like if you don't fucking break the three-point record every night, it was like a boring game. Like, you got to do some crazy-ass shit every night, and people aren't really respecting, like, the true form of, of basketball and what it really is. And And right now, when you're a free agent, it's different, you know? than when it was back then, just like the game is different, you know. LeBron James became a free agent, and people killed him. Like, the media literally killed him. I mean, LeBron got killed twice. He got killed when he left Cleveland, and then he got killed again when he left Miami. And it was just like, damn, like, people can't be free agents? Like, they can't be free agents? LeBron was – did. LeBron's situation wasn't nearly as crazy, you know, as in my opinion, as Durant's, quite simply because it was, you know, he didn't go to the team that had won the championship because that's what, you know, everybody's big hang-up is. Oh, he went to a team that just won the championship. But LeBron got crucified for less. So why, why, why should people care what you guys think? You know what I mean? Like, why? why, why? We'll talk, you know what? We'll talk about LeBron later. But, you know, from the beginning of sports – from the pros, like it was just about competition. Who's the best team, best individual, best records, most rings, all that kind of stuff. And those those are determined by numbers. When you saw your opponent, you know, across the field or across the court, especially in football, a lot of that was the first time 
that you'd ever seen those guys, you know, or, you know, the only time you saw them was, you know, when you played against them. You know, you might see them at a sporting event or a party or something here and there, but you you didn't speak. You weren't friends. You know, you hated him. He played for the rival team. He didn't wear your colors. You wanted to kick his ass every time you saw him. And that's how it used to be. Like, there used to be this real, you know, competitive rivalry stuff that, you know, was popping off. And a nigga might have wanted to paralyze you just because you played for the Bears. And, you know, back then – you stayed with the same organization, you know, everybody just, you know, stayed on the same team. The owners figured it out. The players took a pay cut, figured it out. Whatever happened, but they always stayed. And when you were a pro athlete in your city, you know, you usually lived there, you know, which is so different from now, you know, but you lived there. You walked around the city. The fans loved you. They thought you were a god. Even if you didn't win championships, you know, back in the day, the fans just loved you for wearing their colors. And, you know, being a part of their team. That shit is over. Okay? It's over. Let it go. Like Elsa said, let it go. Okay? Now in sports, athletes are meeting each other like in elementary school. They're playing Pop Warner and AAU together. Their parents are flying them in to different tournaments in cities. You know, the play in summer leagues and, you know, all the best athletes across the country, you know, get together and play in the same tournaments and go to the same camps. And these kids are eating, you know, chemically induced McDonald's chicken McNuggets after games and, and workouts. And, and they're becoming best friends. Like, this is what's happening right now. This shit didn't happen back in the day. So then they go to high school and they already know each other. They know each other. They've grown up, grown up together. They probably go to the same high school because now you can pick whatever high school you fucking want to go to. You don't even have to live there. You know, and you go to the high school with your friends and you guys are growing up together. You're losing your virginity together. You're fucking the same hoes together. Like, there's a bond here, you know, and then you get to the pros and that's still your nigga. That's still your homie. He's still your best friend. Yeah, you want to play against him. You want to beat him and all that shit, but you don't want to kill him anymore. You don't want him to die. You don't want to fuck him up. You've known him for a very long time. And that's what we're seeing with sports right now. And people, the, the old school people, the people that was like the grownups in the 80s, you know, they don't they don't want to let go. And that's why they're calling today's game different and it's weak and it's this and it's that. These guys don't want to compete. They are competing, but it's different. They just don't want to kill each other like you guys did because they're friends. You know, you guys weren't playing against a guy you fucking knew since elementary school. You didn't know that nigga. You didn't know nothing about him. You don't know his wife. You know, your kids aren't going on play dates together. You're not fucking taking vacations together. None of that. These guys are doing this. So if they want to go play together, you know, if they want to get their money and, and beat the system and then end up playing together, I don't see what the fucking problem is. I don't get it. The league robs them anyway. Even the NBA, you see all these contracts. You guys don't understand the contract situation. That's why there's so many gasps and, and, and pearls snatching when you're seeing these NBA contracts. It makes perfect sense if you know the way the CBA is set up. And I'll save that for another show because I don't really got time today. <laughs> but the way it's all set up, you know, the, the league is robbing them. So if they want to, you know, put a ski mask on, I don't, I don't see the problem with it. 
especially in the NFL, they don't even have guaranteed, fully guaranteed contracts yet. But, you know, it's, it's crazy that people actually have an opinion about what millionaires are doing. Like these are millionaires. This is like, this isn't like a job, like, well, you can work to your 64 or 65 and then retire and get a retirement check and all this shit. Like you, you have all this income coming in every year. You're making whatever it is you're making. If it's 30,000 to 200,000 a year, this is a once in a lifetime. This is a, 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 a window, a small window. And if you're honest with yourself, you'll respect it. You know, that's, that's really how I feel about it. If, if you, if you want to be real with yourself, you'll respect it. And, and that's why I respect it so much because people, the people that are talking shit, a lot of you, let's, let's give an example. You think, oh, he's not competitive. Oh, he's weak for going to the team that beat him. You know, let's say you work at Costco's. Boom. You're making, and I, I am sorry if this number is completely off, but let's say you're a manager and you're making $60,000 a year. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm just guessing. I haven't worked in forever. But let's just say you're making $60,000 a year. And Sam's Club, is Sam's Club everywhere? Shit, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Sam's Club is just like Costco. For those, I don't know if it's in every state, but... So if Sam's Club comes to you and you live in Oklahoma, you're the manager at Costco's, you've got 60000 a year, you got a wife, you got kids, you know, living your life. And Sam's Club in fucking Oakland hits you up and says they need a new manager. You know, they're in California. They have a bigger, you know, bank account. They have a better store. Their stores are number one over Costco. They killing it. They just need somebody like you to, you know, push them up even more. And they'll give you 80000 a year, $20,000 more than you were making. Are you really going to fucking tell me that you're not going to do it? Are you serious? You're going to fucking do it. Even though you're doing great, you're doing fine, your family's comfortable, but that's more money. That's what people are doing. They're trying to get more money. The more money you have, the more things that are available to you. And that's really the goal in life today is to have the most available things possible. If I want to go get on a yacht right now, I could go rent somebody's yacht because I have a lot of money. Those are the type of things that people want to do. And that's why everybody's trying to get more money. You want a new car. You want a new house. You want your kids to go to college. You want, you know, whatever it is in your life, you want it to be better. It's going to cost money because our world is about money. And so you would do it. If you're sitting here telling me you would be loyal to Costco because I've been here nine years and they gave me a job for nine years, there's no way I'm going to go to the enemy that keeps beating us and all and all the major, what are those stores called? Big mega fucking bulk stores. Every time we have bulk stores awards, you know, Sam's always beats us. I'm not going. I'm not going to, you know, put my my family in a better financial decision. I'm going to stay here and and fucking work for a company. It's not even your fucking company. You don't even own Costco. He doesn't own the, th- the Thunder. So if the Thunder one day decides they don't even want him anymore, they could just get rid of him. So I, th- I don't understand why people don't get that he should do whatever the fuck he wants to do. 
What do you guys want him to do? You want him to go to Boston? You want him to go to, to Washington where, you know, he's from? You want him to go to Knicks because, you know, they got D. Rose now. They got Brandon Jennings. You know, you, or you wanted him to stay in Oklahoma because they already, you know, got to the finals. Like, the same things that you guys are trying to make him do are the same things that you're crucifying him for because he's going to fail, okay? He's not getting a ring in Oklahoma. It needs to be blown up, okay? He's not getting a ring in Boston. It's not going to work. The Wizards aren't even better than Oklahoma, and they got to get through LeBron. Knicks, it's not – I'm sorry, Knicks. I know my husband's a Knicks fan now too because Derrick Rose there. <laughs> but I don't see – I didn't see him going there to be worse than he was in Oklahoma. He wants to get there. And – if that's what the fuck he wants to do, then go. Because you know what? If he stays and he still doesn't win, all you fucked. Ooh, I mean, I'm trying so hard not to cuss as much. All you guys are going to do is keep talking shit. Keep saying how he's not it. He can't get a ring. He can't lead a team to the promised land. He's not going to be one of the superstars. Uh, da, 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 da. That's all you guys talk about. You know, every time somebody wants to argue about who's the best power forward ever, somebody brings Barkley's name up, what does a hating ass nigga say? Barkley ain't got no rings. You know, and it's just like, damn. So he going to go get him a ring so y'all can shut up. Then what y'all going to say? Oh, well, he got it with them. Who cares? He got a ring. It's a lot of people that got rings that didn't do shit. And I truly believe that if they do get a ring, it's going to be because Durant assisted. Didn't you see what happened this year? Did y'all see it? Because I saw it. The Cavs beat their ass. The Cavs beat the 73-9 and Warriors with the Splash Brothers. Remember last year when they beat the Cavs and everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be murder next year. Who cares if Kyrie and Kevin Love are healthy? All that hating that shit. Y'all saw what LeBron deal without them. And y'all still – came into it this season after seeing Oklahoma damn near snatch it from him. You really didn't think LeBron with a healthy Kyrie and Kevin Love and all them other niggas on the bench dogging, dogging these niggas like they, like they came and took it from him. So why do you guys think a championship is guaranteed somewhere else? It's not even guaranteed with Golden State and what the team they had. So fuck it. He's going to get a ring. He's going to get a ring, period. He's going to get paid for it a lot. He spent nine years, a lot of, nine years, no ring. Nine. Stop hating like y'all wouldn't be done to. Stop hating. It's really disrespectful. Y'all going to dog him out if he stay there like y'all do Barkley, y'all do Ewing, Mello, Chris Paul, Chris Webber, Vince Carter. Like there's all these dudes, Reggie Miller, Allen Iverson. These guys have no rings, zero, because they, I guess, did the right things, you know, and, and fuck everybody that says uh, Steph Curry is better than Allen Iverson. I, I dare you to say that shit now after what you just witnessed. You saw last year Delhi locked his ass up a couple times, and now you see this year, you know, it's no shade. Steph's the best shooter I've ever seen in my motherfucking life, but when, when the pressure is on, you know, I, I question him officially. I question him. And maybe it's just because he needs more experience in those heated moments. Cool. But until he gets there, 
Don't ever say he's better than Iverson. My nigga, I will come for y'all. Dead ass over Iverson. Come for y'all ass. Anyway, let me get back to what the fuck I was saying. Sports is a goddamn business. That's what I was saying. And I think Kevin Durant made an excellent business decision. You know, I'm not questioning his competitive nature at all. I think he's still going to compete. I think he's going to have to compete. You know, that, that, that team, you know, just put a fucking target on their back with this deal. And I just want to see how they react. Uh, it's going to be very interesting next year to see how this all plays out with those four because I, I, I question whether there's enough balls out there, you know. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they work it out, how it gets done. You know, I'm still going to be with LeBron wherever he chooses. You know, he might fuck around and leave Cleveland. Who knows? But wherever he is, don't, don't say nothing to me because I'm a LeBron fan, okay? And that's why. Because back in the day, people stayed with their team. Organizations worked it out. Nowadays, they'll get rid of your ass and they'll make up lies about you to fuck up your check with another team. Why does that matter? I, I never understood that. Why does rumors and gossip that the, the fucking league spreads about the players when they're free agents, that shit is crazy, has nothing to do with how many motherfucking interceptions I'm about to get on this other team if you stop fucking hating. You know, they just try to bring up all this dumb shit that don't have nothing to do with the game and try to act like, well, you know, your fans are going to like him because he's a bad guy. No, if you fucking get catches and interceptions and touchdowns and sacks and tackles, the fans are going to like you, okay? Fans are going to fucking like you, and that's it. And they try to brainwash you guys and so you can, so they can lowball these athletes with their check by, you know, spreading dumbass rumors and all that shit. Shit, Durant made a good decision, if you ask me, because everything is different, you know. And you, you guys saw that tweet. Somebody found a tweet that Durant tweeted like six years ago. I laughed so hard at it because when I, when I read the tweet, the first thing I thought is life – comes at you fast my nigga Durant tweeted something like um everybody's going to the Lakers and heat now and not competing anymore like what whatever happened to competing against those guys you know he he had his little 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 moment about it and and that was the single hungry ultra competitive healthy Kevin Durant now he's the husband father with a bad foot playing a league that has LeBron in the East and the Splash Brothers in the West. Life comes at you fast, my nigga. He now sees that he shouldn't have said that shit about LeBron and, you know, all that shit because he wasn't in that situation. Now he's in that situation, and now he got to eat that pie. He's got to eat it because he did say it. But, you know, when you're this is a perfect example of when you're not in the position, you don't know. You don't know what you would do. You don't know how you would handle it. So you should just chill. Everybody should just chill. Somebody um somebody says some shit about the it's the players should should not do these type of moves because it doesn't help balance out the league. <laughs> you really think it's the player's job to balance out a billion dollar industry? You really think that? Why would the players give a shit about the league being balanced? Why? They don't. That's what the draft is for, okay? Make better draft choices, okay? Draft better niggas. Be a better organization, okay? If you fuck up your draft, go to free agency, go get somebody. But it's not 
the player's responsibility to balance out the fucking league. The league robs them. Why why would they care? Why why aren't they they're trying to rob back? This is like this is like a re-robbery. You know, because it's like at the end of the day, everybody wants to play. Everybody loves the game, but nobody's playing just for the love of the game anymore. That shit is gone, okay? Because the players have realized how they're being robbed. And now they're like, fuck that. I want to play for money or I ain't playing. People aren't just, you know what, shit, I'm just still going to play. Even if they don't want to give me this or give me that, I'm just going to play for whatever. No, that shit is gone. You know, you you guys are, are, are... misdirecting your energy turn that shit at the owners right now tell them to balance the league you know what else you could tell them to do you could tell them to make european players go to college for a year how about that how balanced is that shit that you have you have these unproven european players and i don't i don't shade european players because i i was one and i have a lot of friends that are but a lot of niggas are unproven and getting drafted over these players that stayed in college and did the right thing like you know go give college you know their billion dollars worth of you know your your entertainment and then go over to you know the professional league and and give those billionaires some money too and and hopefully you know your body's intact and all that shit fuck y'all that that's rude to me that there's players going to college and not being drafted over guys that played eight ten minutes a game in europe because somebody sees their potential, but you want to make the players over here go to college and 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 actually show it way more, you know, against the best players in college. Like that's whack. Shit is whack. Y'all need to stop that shit. Okay, it is not the player's responsibility to balance this bullshit ass league out. They should do whatever the fuck they want to do, and that's how I feel about it. I also, I saw oh I I saw a tweet about um. CP3 being blocked from going to the Lakers and people was trying to compare this and saying how um, the commissioner's doing this to do this and do that. Like CP3 was not, he wasn't a free agent, you guys. He wasn't. It was a trade. The league can control trades. Free agents are free. They're free slaves. Like free. Able to do what the fuck they want. When you're not, the league kind of has rules and all that type of shit. So stop comparing the wrong shit all the fucking time. It's ridiculous. Let's go to these ask meek questions. I got about 10 minutes. I'm going to try to do as many as I can. Let's see. I got a couple. I'm not going to read these two, but um, OJ Gaskins at jgaskin70 and at Chris AKF with no fucking avatar wanted to ask me about the heat mistreating D-Wade. And um, the only thing I can think of about that whole situation is, and this rolls back to exactly what I was just talking about today, which is so funny. People thought that LeBron didn't tell Dwayne Wade what he was doing when he was leaving Miami. Like people actually thought that and thought that he just, oh my God, he just left his best friend hanging, you know? And I think what we slowly realized was that that was all a plan. So I think Pat Riley and the other people in the front office might be a little salty about that because to me, they can't go get Dwayne Wade anywhere else. If they want something better or even something at his level, they're going to have to pay so much money for the free agents, you know, that they'd want to get. So why not keep Dwayne Wade and give him a decent, respectable 
contract because he is the face of your franchise. Like he's he's the only person right now of the Heat organization that I feel like should get a statue. And the only reason that I see them shading him is because they figured out that LeBron and him played a trick on them and set them up. And, and so it might be a little salt behind that. Just my opinion, okay? I don't know the truth, but that's just what I think about when I hear that because it, does, it doesn't make any sense why the Heat's doing what they're doing to him, especially considering the way he played last year. Like, he killed all that old man rumors. Like, he was really the main reason that they even got to the playoffs, you know? So I think that um, they're a little upset. Just my opinion. Rocky Miller asked, other than Brent, who's your favorite NFL player? Also, would you support an NFL strike for guaranteed contracts? Other than Brent, who's my favorite NFL player? So terrible. <laughs> my other favorite NFL player is Julio Jones, who, you know, is a, is a struggle for my husband. And I, I think they have really good matchups. They haven't had a, a, a real one yet, so they're going to get two this season. Because when we left, I mean, he was practicing against him. That kind of doesn't count, but... When we left, we played the Falcons all preseason games. We never played them in a real game. So, it, it, you know, it wasn't something you could see and, and give somebody the, the upper, upper hand in the matchup. But um, Willow Jones is my favorite player, and it's going to be so weird because I cheer for him. If he catches a ball on my husband, I have to hate him. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be weird this year, but it's Julio Jones. Let me see these other questions. What will it take? This is um Dwight Thorne. What will it take for football contracts to be guaranteed like the other major North Northern American sports? What it's going to take is, and I left off a PCR, the question is a strike. The players are going to have to strike. I've talked to a lot of football players about this question. I've asked them, why won't you guys like put your dick on the table with the NFL owners and say, go fuck yourself. Like we need a change you know, at least at a certain number of years, like if you get past four years, you know, you have to have a certain uh, percentage where you're allowed to have of the contracts. Like that's in the CBA, kind of like how the NBA is. But they always run back to those excuses of there's more injuries and all that stuff. But that's why I say they should do it, you know, after being in the league four years. But if the players don't strike, it's not going to happen. And all the players told me the reason they won't strike is because everybody's not um, doing well financially. Like even the people that are the most wealthy, they spend so much money like flossing and fronting and they take care of so many other houses and communities, you know, that they can't risk missing a season or two, you know, letting replacement players play until the league finally figures out like this isn't entertaining. We need our real players. And, you know, then the fans have to strike and, it would be a long process for that to happen. And the players, they're punks, they're pussies. They don't want to do it. They don't want to stand their ground and, and make it make the league better. And they don't care because the league doesn't care about them. So they don't, they're not thinking about the future like, oh, if we do this now, you know, players 10 years from now will have guaranteed contracts. Nobody cares anymore. Everybody's just out for self. You know, because that's kind of what sports is now. It's a business. It's a competitive business before you ever hike a ball or or shoot a shot it's it's business you know and so that's why I don't think anything is going to happen nobody wants to do it 
Also asks, do you feel the amount of money players make in basketball changed the competitive culture of it? No. I think it changed um, the way they compete. Before it was, um, you know, I, I grew up a Laker fan, and I was told to hate the Celtics and the Pistons. Like, you hate them. You know, um, Isaiah Thomas is garbage, and, and, and Larry Bird is trash. He's a trashy, slow, white man. He, he's not good. And, you know, as I got a little older and was a hooper, you know, I'm in my teens and everything, and I'm just like, no, that's not true. You know, so people get brainwashed into thinking that because you um, are making a lot more money that you're not really out there wanting to win. It's just the way you do it now. People were so dirty and nasty back then because they were athletes were shit making Sometimes, especially in the NFL, a lot of the players were making the same amount of money as the fans in the stands. They weren't making a lot of money. So you had to do this. Like you couldn't, like, you wanted to kill him, not just, you know, so you could kill him, but you wanted him to not come back and play so your day could be easier so you can get your check. You know, and now it's like you don't want to kill the nigga that you grew up eating McDonald's nuggets with. You don't want to kill him. You actually want him to do good, except when he plays against you. And to me, that's still competitive. I still want to cook you as soon as I play you, my nigga, but I don't mind if you cooking. Like, I'm going to dap you up when I see you. I'm going to tweet your stats. I'm going to show you love. That is still competitive to me. That is a respectable competition between businessmen because this is a business now. That's how I see it anyway. I got to go to a girl question because those questions are getting crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Christine Weston, my boo. Sean Weatherspoon's wifey. She asked me, why am I so fine? <laughs> I am so fine, I think, because I'm happy. You know, happiness shows and when you're happy, you want to do happy things like work out and eat healthy and and. Think about um, taking baths every day and being pretty and, and you know, it's your own kind of pretty. You know, I I get a lot of ridicule, people always talking shit, saying, oh, Brent could do better. You know, I, I always laugh at that because I'm like, where? Where could he do better? Where? You think I'm ugly? You really think I'm unattractive? Why? Because I don't wear makeup? Because I don't need to contour my nose and cheeks every fucking day? I like them just the way they are. And every now and then I'll wear makeup and get dolled up. But I don't think that's a requirement in my marriage. You know, my husband loves me just the way I am. You know, I work out. You know, some people think I'm too skinny. You know, some people don't think I have enough ass. I don't know. But he likes it. He fucking loves it. And just because you don't, who gives a fuck? It's not yours. It'll never be yours. I am fine. Other motherfuckers think I am fine, especially my man. So that's all that really matters. Holy shit. When are you going to have another baby? Edwina? Never. I'm not having any more children. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm, I just turned 41. Um, I didn't get stretch marks on my stomach or my boobs. I feel that, you know, that was a sign that I should be one and done. You know, God gives you things. He don't give you everything, but he gave me one amazing kid who's very smart, who's very funny, you know, who's very cute, and I'm happy with him. You know, I got one shot at 
getting it right. A lot of people have four and five kids and they just praying that one of them doesn't go to jail or praying that one of them, you know, doesn't kill anybody or get killed and all that stuff. I got one shot at my little guy and being a good mother and, you know, I'm doing it my way. I'm not doing it how anybody else tells me to, you know, so people give me advice and I respect it, but I'm doing it my way. I got one shot and that's what I'm going to do. Got one more question. Do you feel with you being a former player and in the media that it's okay for Stephen A to speak on players in negative light? He basically called KD weak. No, I don't. I, I, I addressed this today as well. Shout out to Hustle for that question. I addressed this today as well. You know, I, I feel like I just think that people need to just stop acting like they know what they're talking about all the time. Like if you don't know, then shut up. If you do, that's fine. But if you don't, just shut up. Your, your opinion, because you're a member of the media, is not Bible. Just like my opinion is not Bible. I always say to people, like, in my opinion, I don't know if this is true or, you know, it's just what I, the conclusion I've come to. But a lot of people say stuff and it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you don't, you don't, your opinion is not the Bible. And Stephen A is a fucking asshole and we all know it. And I can't stand how he, it just, to me, it always seems like he comes at, um, at the black athletes a lot. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't. He just seems like he, he like like somebody smashed his girl or something. You know, that's that's really what it feels like sometimes. So that's why he goes at some of these players like this. Oh, what a long day. My time is up, you guys. Yeah. I appreciate everybody that tuned in, passed my link around, showed me some love. I'm accepting all criticism. You can leave me comments on SoundCloud. You can leave me comments on Twitter. If you're blocked, go fuck yourself. I don't care about your opinion. But if you're not blocked and you want to tell me something, how I can, you know, enhance the show, make it better, anything like that, I appreciate all that. Shout out to Moose Cat Studios for holding me down. I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you next week. I'm with my name upon it. Ponder, wondering we remain the wonderfulest. So fill it up till it runneth over. So fulfilling. Repeal a hundred dollar bills. Trying to heal my ills. I'm spilling Jameson. Naming the famous cities I've been. I'll lend my hood fame to Kim folks to run up a bin. Bitches frequent. I'm current. Never been delinquent. Liquid food. Holistic. I get the Lou relinquish. Pay me. Yeah. Pay me like it's obligated. The gated cribs. New beamers. The shit get complicated. I made it work, then I made it work for other niggas. Selective amnesia, they vaguely remember, remember from where it started.